You're listening to the audio program, Host and Guest, hosted by me, Rick Katchke. Now here's myself, Rick Katchke. Hello, welcome to the Holiday Extravaganza edition of Host and Guest. I'm your host, Rick Katchke, and on today's program, I'm joined by a number of guests who share some of their favorite Christmas, Hanukkah, and wintertime memories. Some of the stories are longer, while others are very short. Some of the memories are very funny, while others are more serious. It's a wide range of emotions on this edition of Host and Guest, and up first is cultural critic Chuck Klosterman. He's the author of many books, the most recent being Eating the Dinosaur. Chuck, do you have a favorite winter holiday memory? I One time, we were all, my entire family was going to midnight mass, and it, the weather was really bad. And we were all in this car, like there were seven of us or eight of us in this car. And we were going there, and at one point we realized the blizzard was just too bad, and we had to go back, because so, we lived five miles out of town. So we, my brother-in-law's driving, so he turns the car around, and we can't see the road. We're going at like two or three or four miles an hour. Um, but he's, my brother-in-law is really cool. He, everyone in the car is freaked out. My dad is freaking out. But my brother-in-law is totally cool this whole way. We almost go in the ditch a bunch of times. We never do. All right, so we finally get home, and he's parking the car, and we all come in. So now it's like it's midnight now or whatever, and we're all so relieved, you know, we've made it and survived, you know. And I was thinking to myself, boy, my brother-in-law is the most laid-back, coolest guy. He absolutely was not affected by this. And then he parked the car, he came in, and he drank an entire bottle of champagne in one drink. And I remember thinking, like, I guess he was stressed out. He opened a bottle of champagne and drank the entire thing. And I was like, oh, boy, that's how you handle stress. You completely lock it down until you're safe, and then you get drunk. That's the best memory I have of Christmas. Thank you very much, Chuck. (laughs) Up next is Dick Chudnow, the founder of the comedy sports franchise of short-form improvisational theater. Well, one time in the winter, um, Jennifer was out of town. That's my wife. I love her so much. Hi, honey. Um, And she was out of town, and Nick and I were home. My son, Nick, I love him so much. Hi, Nick. And uh, we lit a menorah. That's a Jewish thing. You wouldn't know. You know what that is? I I know of it, yes. It's an amazing Jewish thing. (laughs) You light some candles, and you put them in this candle holder. There's eight of them. So we lit that, and we were going to go upstairs and play video games, but I thought, oh, it's on a wooden table. What if the wax drips and the table catches fire? I better put it on these pizza boxes. So I put, <laughs> I put it on the pizza boxes instead. Went up, of course, about 15 minutes later, we smelled some smoke. Went downstairs, and the table was on fire because the pizza boxes had caught fire because two of the candles fell into each other. So they were on fire, and I ran and got the fire extinguisher and blew the fire out with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Did fire? Did you ever do that? No. Don't do it if you don't have to. Because it blows this dust everywhere for with like three square miles, you got dust. It's horrible. It's horrible, and you can't clean it up. It's really hard to clean up. So, while I was trying to clean it up, I put the boxes with the candles that were out on the uh, outside, so nothing would happen. And I was cleaning up, and Nick says, "Dad, look over there." And I look out the window, and there's this big fire on the porch, <laughs> and the boxes had caught fire again. And so, the the peep, our neighbors must have thought those Jews have some really weird ceremonies for Hanukkah. Up next is Grammy winner Dan Wilson, who's best known for his work with the bands Trip Shakespeare and Semisonic. 
Recently, he released a two-CD live album called Dan Wilson Live at the Pantages Theater, which is available on his website, danwilsonmusic.com. Yeah, several years ago, my whole family got together and sang uh, Christmas carols. I played the piano and everybody sang in harmony. My brother had just gotten married, and and it was it really felt very, very uh, beautiful. I was really, really happy. I felt like those songs were doing their, 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 their correct function in life and making us really happy together. It was great. Our next guest is Morgan Taylor, the singer, songwriter, and visual artist behind Gustopher Yellowgold. In 2009, Morgan released the third CD and DVD set of Gustopher Yellowgold's adventures, this one called Mellow Fever. Probably, maybe the first Christmas I ever got a Kiss record. Because then everything changed after that. And um, my life kind of, for a couple of years there, turned into complete, you know, wall-to-wall Kiss posters and... Because um, I, I think I begged for um, for a long time, and my family was like, "No, no, it's terrible." <laughs> but you know, I, I was like, "No, it's it's music and and cartoons together. It's superheroes and rock and roll." And so I finally got that. I got Destroyer from my sister, and then it was like, the dam was broken. <laughs> Our next guest is Aaron Kopeck, one of the owners of Milwaukee's hippest venue, the Alchemist Theater. I don't know that it's a favorite, but it's a very distinct winter memory. Lots of snow. Very cold. Want to go sledding. My dad says, nah, it's really, really cold. Like, you know, why don't you guys, you know. And he was always big on pushing us outside. He was like, ah, you know, maybe today's a day that you stay in and you play the Atari. And I was like, ah, come on. I got my friends over. We want to go sledding and take us to the park. So he takes us to the park. And we were bundled up in those huge snowmobile suits that probably hand me down like 25 years so they're big and old and clunky and got the triple zipper things and he's got a big huge uh thing of hot chocolate that we drink on the way there and we get there and we're sledding about an hour i realize i gotta go pee but there's no real good place to do it because the pee place the bathroom is way across the park through like four feet of snow so I hold it until just it's way too long, and I'm like, okay, I gotta go. So I start trudging about halfway there. It's getting really bad, and I'm doing the dance, and then about three quarters of the way there, it's like, okay, I'm jumping up and down, just trying to plow through the snow, trying to get the snowsuit off, because I know once I get there, I just gotta let it go. And uh, yeah, I get into the little shack where the bathrooms are, and find them, the zipper is just, just gummed up with snow and ice, and just, it's impossible. And at that point, it just takes care of itself and had to plow back through the snow to my dad who was waiting by the suburban shaking his head because he just knew what happened (laughs) that was the end of the sledding trip (laughs) joining us now are nate fernald and steve o'brien of the comedy duo team submarine team submarine released their debut comedy cd correcto mundo in 2009 it's available on their website teamsubmarine.net for only five dollars My most prominent holiday memory, uh, every year my grandmother used to get lobsters for everybody. And for some reason I could never eat them because they'd always let the kids play with them first. And I just couldn't eat them after that. I hated everyone ate them. And then one year, everyone ate lobsters except me and my brother. And it was like a bad batch or something. Every single person in my family got food poisoning. (laughs) Except me and my brother who were, I think, like 7 and 11 years old. And we were just surrounded by adults just throwing up everywhere. And we were just terrified and just didn't know what to do. And then our parents had to drive us back from Connecticut to Massachusetts 
two hours with them both just like throwing up the whole ride. Wow. So I wouldn't say it's wait my during f- the ride. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it stands out the most. But in a way, I kind of won because I was like, "Don't eat the lobsters," and then. You know. You, well, yeah, you won. Yeah. You won the day. By the way, I work for PETA, so. <laughs> All and, right. Uh, and what about you, Steve? Uh, I'll try to make this quick. It's kind of a long story, but uh, when I was 18, I was living in Colorado, and I lived in a halfway house because it was cheap, and I lived with a bunch of, like, either dudes who were on parole or Vietnam vets, and uh, I, I was talking to one of my neighbors. I was I gave, I gave cookies. I bought cookies for everybody at the halfway house. And there's one neighbor who was really drunk, and uh, I'd, I'd never met him before. And I go, hey, uh, my name's Steve. I, I, I feel bad because I bought cookies for everybody, but I didn't buy cookies for you because I didn't know you were, you were here. And uh, he offered me some eggnog, and it was spiked with something, and I had to pretend like I was drinking it. I just poured it down the sink because I was 18, and I never drank anything before. And um, he goes, I don't want your cookies, man. But I'll tell you something, I've never, ever received a Christmas card before. And I would love to have a Christmas card. So I was like, oh, Ernie, that's 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 really sad. I'll, I'll buy you a Christmas card. So I run out, I, I go out, I buy him a Christmas card. And it's hard buying a Christmas card for a stranger because you, you don't want to go too overboard, but you want it to be nice, too. So I got him a nice, tasteful card, and I come back, and I, and I knock on his door. It's been ten minutes, I knock on his door, and he's like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, I'm Steve, we just met like ten minutes ago. And he's like, well, sit down, have some eggnog. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, so I, I give him this card, and he just kind of looks at it puzzled. And uh, I'm like, well, uh, happy holidays, Ernie. So I, I leave. I'm distributing all the cookies because i got to get on a bus so I'm visiting my friend for Christmas. And I don't hear anything from his room. And I'm like, ah, maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't into it or maybe he passed out. So as I'm walking down the stairs, I hear from his room, God damn it, I got a Christmas card! Up next with a holiday memory is comedian Matt Bronger. Matt was on the final season of Mad TV and recently released his first album, Soak Up the Night. I was uh, back home from uh, college visiting uh, Portland. And Portland, where I grew up, uh, Oregon, doesn't... It, 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 it gets some snow, but gets, a, gets more freezing rain, you know, which is kind of terrifying. And there's a, there's a, a highway... Um, that goes right over, I mean, you know, the, the Willamette River kind of uh, uh, divides Portland, you know. Um, and uh, there's, there's, a, there's all these bridges that cross it. And there's this uh, one bridge that is just enormous. And it, you know, it, it crossed, I believe, uh, I'm, I get my freezer mixed up all the time. I think it's the 84. And it's, it's crossing, and we're, we're got to be like, you know, 100 feet up or something crazy. And I'm in my friend's just beater, this awful car, and we're sitting there, and we begin swerving to the right. And we're in traffic, you know, with cars zooming across this bridge. Swerve to the right, swerve to the left, um, and then make a full 180 and a full stop with traffic just screaming at us. And we're both like, Jesus Christ! And all the cars stop. They all stop somehow. You know, we, we, it was a moment of just like, I'll, I'll at least have my legs crushed, if not dead. <laughs> You know, and they're just coming right at me, and, but they all stop, and they stop, and I see this guy in the car across from me, and he looks, and he mouths, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, you know, it's the strangest, like, you know, thing, and my friend just makes a U-turn and, and you know, shook a Marlboro out of the pack for each of us, we're just like, oh, oh, God, and it was like that scene in Godfather where that guy poses as a as a hitman to save 
um, the, you know, to save the old man's life, you know, and he gets a seat and the guy has to light his cigarette for him. I'm just like, oh, help me. I'm in his back. I don't smoke anymore, but this is one of those things where it's just like, oh, God, I thought I was certainly dead. So even a car, you know, just didn't kill us. If we went off the side, you know, into the freezing river, God, been awful. So many possibilities that you can yeah. still think about. Yeah. So that's a cherished Christmas memory that I'm going to share with my grandkids. Joining us now are T.J. Jagodowski and David Pasquazi, better known as T.J. and Dave. A documentary about the duo called Trust Us, This Is All Made Up will be released on DVD in February of 2010. Speaking first is David Pasquazi. This question is for our holiday special. Uh, Which holiday? The, the winter holidays, whether it's Hanukkah or okay. Christmas. Uh, do you have... Kwanzaa. Yeah, I don't mean to discount that one. Uh, do you have a favorite winter? Just because it's wholly fabricated in the 1960s in Los Angeles, no need to discount it. It's as valid as the ones that were wholly fabricated longer ago. Yeah, opinions on this show. So I I was born near one of the more uh, well-established holidays, and. On my birthday morning, I woke to hear the sounds of my brother shoveling the driveway, which was a treat. That meant I wasn't shoveling the driveway because it was my birthday. And then I heard my dog barking, which was weird because the dog wasn't allowed out front, uh, and so it had gotten away and it was running along. And then I heard a snowplow coming, and then I heard the dog not barking anymore. And then I walked downstairs to see my brother walking up the freshly partially shoveled driveway with my dog in his arms with his head nearly severed. And check out the bicycle thing. Yeah, bicycle <laughs> thing. That's, uh, that, that to me is, uh, that's turning 12. <laughs> A friend of our family's made us all like these macrame stockings, these big stockings with our name on it. Um, and I miss um, the lifesavers used to make um, it looked like a book. It was designed like a book, and you'd open it, you know, like like open the seal, and then open what you know were the pages, but it just opened in half. And then on each side were two like five pack rolls of like spiro mint, pepo mint, um, um, wild winter cherry, winter green, and then I think just the classic like five, five the, 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 the basic five. Flavors. And cherry, wild cherry. Yeah, I'm so I miss those. Even though they were even sticking some some years like a butter rum or a root like a beer, butter, like, like or something rum. like that. Um, but I miss I miss those those lifesaver books. Uh, I liked that is one of my favorites. Up next is my comedy partner Lee Rowley. Lee and I do a show at the Alchemist Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, called Lyric. An audio version of our improvised show will be available starting in 2010. And it snowed quite a lot, and it was like the week before Christmas, and. Initially, I thought, wow, this would be great. You know, I'll go out inside and build a fort. So I did that, and I went outside and built a huge fort. Um, in my mind, it was big, but I think in the long run, it was probably only about a foot high, and it really only had one wall that kind of tapered off at the end. So it was more like an encampment. And I remember waiting for my dad to come out. And, you know, my head, I think I was about 10 years old at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to get him with snowballs. And I threw one, and he had come out, and I threw one, and it missed. Just, like, completely sailed, like, in the opposite direction. Like, it came out of my hand, and it, like, went to the left when it should have gone to the right. And it, and it, and it just, you know, disintegrated in the bushes. And then he saw it, and he went and grabbed some snowball 
uh, some snow and threw it at me and I ducked and I got behind and I was thinking oh you know it'd be really cool is if I poke a hole through this little uh, fort that I've had and then I can see him but he can't see me so I do that and immediately he must have either saw that happening or got really lucky on the next toss because immediately when I pulled my figure away and poked through <laughs> he had a snowball <laughs> ready and it went through and like it went through that hole and exploded out the other end all into my eye and I just remember, like, falling backwards, rolling around in the snow. And, like, if you get snow in your eye, it's melting at the same time. So it's like you're, you're crying. And I remember just, like, getting up and, like, looking like I'm crying, I'm sure, and stumbling around. And I slipped on some ice because the way our lawn is set up, it's a, it's, a, it's a longer piece. And then a sidewalk that runs the length of it that goes out to the main city sidewalk. And I remember stumbling and slipping on ice and hitting my head so hard because I basically just blew it, like, just was vertical with the ground for about a half a second and then slammed down backwards on my head. And my dad was laughing so hard and trying to help me up and make sure that I was okay. It was, uh, it was probably my best memory, I think, from, uh, from the holidays. Joining us now are Nick Pruer and Joe Pickett of the Found Footage Festival. The two just released their debut documentary feature called Dirty Country, and the latest Found Footage Festival volume can be purchased at their website, foundfootagefest.com You know what? This is becoming my favorite winter memory right here. Standing in between the ladies' room here to our left and the men's room right to our right. Because I think... A man just passed us who wanted to urinate. Um, No, because last time, remember we were in an alleyway when it was raining, raining hard. Yeah. That that was my favorite. What was it? Fall memory. Yeah. Right. This might be my new favorite. I will, I will give you a fall or a winter memory. That's a good one. We were in Alaska, freezing cold in February, and somebody suggested we go to this thrift store called the Bishop's Attic, and there, we could not believe how many VHS tapes this place had. It was just chock full of regional exercise videos, homemade. Uh, exercise tapes. There, there uh, was a, uh, a video called Gary's 60th Birthday as a home movie. There's a blockbuster training video. But it wasn't only videos, too. It was like uh, they had um, like elf like party wear, like a, a, a table mat. Oh, yeah, like I got an elf, uh, elf the alien. Right, um, elf the alien. Make sure that you yeah. <laughs> let people know who I, elf are. I got an elf tablecloth. That was for That's parties was. there, yeah, yeah. So I got that there. <laughs> like, you want to talk about untapped resources in Alaska? <laughs> Bishop's Attic. Oh, unbelievable. We, we, honestly, every time we go there, we, we make sure to do an annual trip to Anchorage. We don't make much money off of that trip. No. But it's worth it's, it because of the thrift stores there. The thrift stores in Anchorage are so goddamn golden. It's like this uh, natural resource that we, we tap every time we go to Alaska. And we, we, every time we have to check extra luggage. Yeah, it's like three boxes of tape. We spend the whole day at this place, Bishop's Attic. So That's amazing. As far as the winter memory goes, it's post-Christmas, but we February in Alaska and Anchorage, amazing. Really yeah, amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Now with a quick holiday memory is Bob Odenkirk of Mr. Show. Uh, when I was, uh, I'm going to say, 11 years old, I got a red sleeping bag for Christmas. And I slept overnight under the Christmas tree in it. Best. Best ever. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bob. It's a sweet memory. It's not a joke. Our next contributor is Nathan Rabin of the Onion AV Club. He was involved in two books published in 2009, the first being the AV Club's Inventory, and the other being his own memoir, The Big Rewind. 
He has another book, My Year of Flops, which will be released in 2010. God, I hate, I hate holidays. And I never used to get anything for Hanukkah. Like, I always just had to, like, bully my dad. And then, like, six months after Hanukkah, he would give me $20. <laughs> and he'd say, buy yourself something nice. I don't know why he's talking like an old Jewish man. He said, get yourself something nice, kiddo. You got moxie. Um, but, uh, God, that's a really, really hard question. Um... <laughs> Well, this I was well, when, when I was when I was in the mental hospital. Uh, I was there, I think, in August or September, and I became obsessed with the idea that I would be in there for Christmas. And for some reason, I always associated that <laughs> with the mental hospital and the idea that I couldn't just imagine. No, like I'm not, I'm not Christian, but just the idea that um, I would be in a mental hospital on Christmas was just really, really kind of insane and something that, uh, yeah, I just kind of obsessed on for a very long time. So that is, I think, probably the most depressing answer you've ever gotten to that. Uh, I think I'm the gold standard of depressing answers to your, to your Christmas uh, holiday uh, question there. Now joining us to try and top Nathan Rabin's depressing holiday memory is Tom Fuchs, a DVD reviewer for Chud.com. A few Christmases back, my lung collapsed for, I believe, the third time that year. Uh, on Christmas Eve as we were going out to do something. So I spent the entire Christmas in the hospital. They gave me medication that made me vomit profusely. I then had surgery, and apparently it's kind of the most painful surgery you can have on the open-heart surgery floor. They then over-medicated me after the surgery, and I started spasming uncontrollably with my muscles. They had to keep me an extra day and put a catheter in, which um, for any male, needles going into the uh, hole, possibly the worst thing you can imagine. Um, But to add a little Christmas cheer to this story, when I was having the uncontrollable muscle spasms, my fiancé and my dad were there kind of just holding me like I was an infant as I could, as uncontrollably spasming. So uh, it was probably the worst Christmas ever, but that was a pretty nice moment of family togetherness over Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas (laughs) Our next guest is comedian Andy Daly You may have seen Andy on the HBO series Eastbound and Down Or in the film Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell His debut album, Nine Sweaters, is available on AST Records Uh, Andy Daly, do you have a a favorite Christmas or holiday memory? I sure do There was the the Christmas that uh, my dad just disappeared Christmas morning he wasn't there And we all figured that he walked out on the family And then a couple days later, we smelled something, and uh, a couple days after that, we realized it was coming from the chimney, and that's when we realized that he was up there, dressed as Santa Claus, and he had gotten stuck, and he had, he had died up there. And uh, several Christmases later, uh, I was dating someone who had this adorable little animal that you weren't supposed to get wet, and you weren't supposed to expose to bright light, and he broke both of those rules. And uh, the whole town was overrun with these monsters. So, uh, but, you know, we solved the problem. And those are my two favorite Christmas memories. Now to warm us up with a holiday memory is Jimmy Pardo, the opening act for The Tonight Show with Cohen O'Brien. Jimmy is also the star of the immensely popular podcast, Never Not Funny. For more information, visit podcast.com. The holidays do nothing but bring back bad memories for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, when we talk about the holidays, Christmas, you know, New Year's, 9-11, these are all times that are, are not joyous times. I'm done with that bit. <laughs> um, I don't know. The only, I, I don't know. I'm panicked now. This is kind of, you get panicked. You get put on the spot. Like, uh, 
I mean, I could go the easy route and just quote a movie. I could do that, but other, you know. I don't know. It's not so easy. Right? <laughs> you have to remember the bit. You got, you know. I just did a dance on an audio podcast. <laughs> um, I, the only, you know, shotgun, push the shove. The only thing I could think of is the time that we must have been about eight or nine, maybe ten. No, ten seems like too old. Maybe eight. When do you stop believing in Santa? What year would that be? How old are you? Eight or nine, maybe ten. Maybe eight, right? Yeah. Maybe fourteen, mm-hmm. right? Some of us are fourteen. Uh, let's say eight for the sake of, uh, and we all, uh, my, my, my brother and I, and my three stepbrothers, we all ran out of our bedrooms to go to the tree and there was nothing there. And all we found was my mom and stepfather naked. Uh, they had, uh, they'd passed out oh my and God. they didn't, uh, they forgot to put the gifts under the tree and we came out and went, Hey, and they went, and my mom went, Ron, we forgot the gifts and, uh, not paying attention to the babe or robes. <laughs> and, uh, so then, uh, so I guess that's my, my one memory that I have. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. My pleasure. We begin to wind things down with Matt Belknap, the entrepreneur and producer behind Never Not Funny, AspecialThing.com, and AST Records. Let's see. I guess it would have been either 1987 or 88, uh, so that would have made me 13. And I got a, I got my first CD player for Christmas. Um, my dad gave me a CD player, and which was mind-blowing technology at the time. Like, it was... Uh, just the idea that you could play music with a laser was uh, we were truly in the future at that point <laughs> and then uh, my dad gave me two CDs one was the BC Boys License to Ill which was my favorite album of all time at that point and might still be I, I'd put Paul's Boutique ahead of it but that's still a, a classic to me so that was awesome uh, was glad to have it the other one Bon Jovi, New Jersey. <laughs> that was the follow-up to Slippery When Wet. Uh, that album actually had classic songs like uh, Wanted, Dead or Alive, I believe, was on there. And uh, Bad Medicine was, the, I think, the first track. I guess I should be embarrassed to, to say that, that I enjoyed that album. But uh, hearing it in crystal clear 16-bit <laughs> CD audio, I don't know. I don't know how anyone could, could not love it. Is it better than Paul's Boutique? No, I, I still have to put Paul's Boutique ahead of. I mean, it was a it was, when you look back. I mean, I want people to look it up because there were a lot of hits on that album. Uh, I don't think you should anyone should be ashamed of liking New Jersey. And and the other thing is like girls in my school loved them, so you kind of had to like them if you wanted to, you know, get with any of the girls. Like it was it was a weird thing where if you didn't somewhat embrace Bon Jovi or and and Warrant and Skid Row. You would not be let into the school dance if you didn't like those bands. <laughs> Here to close things out for the guest portion of this edition of Host and Guest is one of Matt Belknap's and my favorites, the creator and host of This American Life, the brilliant Ira Glass. I mean, honestly, like all my favorite memories that take place in winter are when over Christmas, because I hate Christmas, I escape the winter and go to Las Vegas and gamble. Um, I guess that's kind of an anti- winter memory that's fine you know that's seasonal i mean when i was a kid i would sled and stuff like that but i feel like i don't have like a total particular memory (laughs) that wraps up the guest portion of this edition of host and guest i'd like to thank all of the guests who came on and willingly shared some of their memories from over the years if this is your first time listening to host and guest typically we only have one guest on and the interview runs for about 10 to 15 minutes I implore you to check out our archives at hostandguest.blogspot.com to check out some of the fabulous episodes we've had from the past. 
Host and Guest is a completely independent audio program. There's no public funding or corporate sponsorships. It's really rebellious. And uh, I was laid off earlier in the year, so there's even less money to go into the show. So if you'd like to help out and would like something more than just the audio entertainment provided by Host and Guest, you can go to lulu.com, search for my last name, Kachke, K-A-T-S-C-H-K-E, and purchase my first book, Mark Sanders' Tangential September, which was just released a few days ago. As the author of the book, uh, I can say that I accomplished my one goal in that it is completely inconsequential and it is a very quick read. So it's enjoyable. I, it's, it's pretty funny. So that's my ringing endorsement of my own piece of work. Uh, in terms of my favorite holiday memories, there are two that really stand out. The first was when I was about 9 or 10. Uh, Christmas Eve is always the big holiday because that's when my family hosts it for my extended family. And as a treat for the underage kids, uh, my parents would always purchase non-alcoholic champagne. And I just loved the taste of it. And so my dad poured me a glass and I, I took a sip and it just didn't taste right. And if you've listened in the past, my dad's a bit of a jokester, so he started going along with the bit that he had given me alcoholic champagne. And as the night wore on, um, the effects of the champagne were taking their toll on me where I was feeling sick and dizzy and I had to lay down in my bed. And I remember at one point my parents were both upstairs and they were like, Rick, what are you doing up here? You're, you're embarrassing us in front of the rest of the family. You're making a scene. Uh, thinking that I was uh, faking some sort of illness. And uh, then my dad realized that, oh, wait, he'd actually switched the champagne bottles. So all the adults had been drinking non-alcoholic champagne while the kids had been given alcoholic champagne. Uh, And the other memory, on the flip side, uh, a little more serious, a lot more serious, actually, um, was six years ago, Christmas Eve, once again, my grandpa started talking about his experiences in World War II, which he'd always been quiet about. I knew nothing about it. And he told us all about uh, the places that he went and the different um, theaters that he was in. And it was fascinating because that was a part of his life that I, I knew it had existed, uh, but never knew any details about. And it's one of those things where I can't really even remember exactly what he was saying. I can't remember the specifics of where he was and, and what happened, but I just remember being so entranced by the storytelling. And it's it's heartbreaking to me um, because he unexpectedly passed away about a month after that. And so it really uh, rings true that this is the time of year to cherish your family, cherish your friends. And I'm not a very uh, religious person, uh, but it's a great time of year uh, to celebrate life and to celebrate love and celebrate friendship. I'd really like to thank uh, everyone who's listened to this, if this is your first time listening to the show, or if you've listened to the entire run or just a few episodes here and there. Um, It's really important to me that uh, people have listened to the show and enjoyed it, and I really appreciate your support. Our theme song is done by Tiny Folk. You can check out all of his music for free at Last.fm. Just search for Tiny Folk, T-I-N-Y-F-O-L-K. And here's Tiny Folk to ring in the holiday season. Hush, hush, hush.